Welcome to Mission Revive, a podcast dedicated to hope and healing through God's transforming love, where your hosts, anchored in truth and armed with faith, are changing the world and reviving hearts with Jesus, one conversation at a time. Hi, welcome to this episode of the Mission Revive podcast. I'm Bob Newberry, and I'm a board member of Revive Hope and Healing Ministries, a collection of Catholic apostolates impelled by the Holy Spirit. My usual partner for uh, uh, our podcast is Ann Costa, founder and executive director of Revive, but uh, we're flying solo today and, and uh, very excited about uh, continuing what has become our uh, Theology of the Body Thursday podcast series with uh, uh, Sharon Flanagan, uh, Theology of the Body certified uh, educator. I'm not sure if that's uh, the, uh, the quite, quite the right phrase, but we'll, we'll talk about that as we go along. But this is uh, uh, session number two with Sharon, okay? And I'm, I'm gonna go through her uh, uh, resume and intro again. Um, Sharon, uh, for a number of years, was an educator uh, with the Diocese of Syracuse Chastity and Theology of the Body programs, offering many, many talks to youth and adults in Catholic schools and parishes. She has a bachelor's degree in psychology from Stony Brook University, a master's in education from Syracuse University, and is a graduate of the Theology of the Body Institute, uh, completing certification in that program and and um, uh, also has uh, initiated uh, uh, some coursework for uh, adults and, and young people uh, in the theology of the body concepts and, and, uh, and uh, process, okay? Married to husband Jack for 22 years. She lives in central New York. And uh, this is um, uh, session number two under Thursdays with the theology of the body. Welcome, Sharon. Hi, Bob. How you doing? <laughs> Great to see you. Great to see you. Um, boy, we uh, uh, in our, our prior conversation, um, we covered uh, uh, a little bit about uh, your interest in theology of the body, um, what you've done uh, educationally, uh, your certification uh, in, in the theology of the body, working with the Institute and, and some of your early uh, coursework with with adults and uh, kids, we 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 uh, talked about some uh, very basic concepts of the theology of the body, uh, a new anthropology concept of of uh, of gift. Uh, I enjoyed our conversations about eros and agape, and uh, uh, and I th- I think a, a good place to start today would be to give you a chance to. Uh, go through an, uh, an overview of the, uh, the eight modules that you've designed to uh, share with adults and, and kids. Uh, can you help us do that? Absolutely. Um, okay. Well, I, basically I start off talking about um, what love is, you know, what is authentic love? And I begin with um, focusing on um, John Paul II's reflections on uh, Genesis, the Genesis creation accounts, Genesis one and two. And um, from there, um, I 
I, I cover what he calls the original experiences of Adam and Eve um, before original sin. Um, how Adam and Eve were, uh, Adam, first of all, was alone in the world as a person. And um, then Eve, God created Eve and their relationship with each other. Um, and then from there, I, I've- Let, uh, Allow me to interrupt, okay? Yes. So I'm picturing this. Uh, um, uh, do, you, do you work uh, with adults separate from children? Do you work with children separate from adults? Do you work with them together? How does that, and, and then I'm, I'm trying to picture, how do, you, how do you teach this material that you just went over? Well, um, I've only had one opportunity to teach it so far, and that was through Zoom. And okay. uh, a few moms were able to participate. Okay, um, so, the, so the audience was adult. Yes, it's, it's for adults only, yes. Okay. And, um, but it, it's, it's focused on their uh, learning theology of the body and basically what John Paul II focuses on marriage. Uh, okay. Marriage. I talk about relationships within the family, the relationship between um, parent and child. And I, I not only focus on John Paul II's teaching, Catholic teaching, but I bring in other resources of, of, of other people, you know, um, Catholic educators too. And um, I bring in things like uh, the catechism, catechism of the Catholic church, um, scripture readings, books that I've, that I found focus on this the topics that we cover. Um, so a lot of it is, is, um, is not only theology body, but also talking about other uh, topics related to sexual morality and um, family. And those okay. are all topics that John Paul II focused on other works that he did, on other encyclicals. So I bring a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, in the okay. course. Okay. So, so uh, first module, I'm not sure if I got this accurate, but first model, module, you focus on what is love, uh, original experiences, uh, utilizing uh, Adam and Eve. Um, and, and, and you use this as a way to help participants better understand kind of biblical concepts of, of marriage relationship and as it relates to how they see their own relationships? Uh, the first module you're referring to? Yes. Um, mostly I just give an overview that like okay. what you mentioned, uh, okay. an overview of um, what theology of the body is as okay. the work of John Paul II. Okay. And I talk about uh, what love and self-giving means. So I talk about, you know, love in the Trinity um, and loving gift. And um, I talk a little bit also about um, creation, you know, the gift of God. The, the creation is a gift from God out of love and what a radical gift that is. Um, and the gift of life, our human life. Um, so I start talking a little bit about that and just give an overview about what we mentioned before about uh, anthropology, what John Paul II's purpose was in in um, writing about theology of the body is to give us a total vision of what, you know, our, what was our beginnings and what it, what is okay. like now and what our future is, our destiny in heaven. So okay. it's just a basic overview in that first module. Okay, great. Let's move on. Module two. Okay. Um, module two, we focus a little bit more on the original experiences of um, Adam and Eve. We get right into the creation, um, the creation accounts. Uh, John Paul focuses primarily on um, the uh, Genesis 2 
Um, and he looks at the original experiences of Adam and Eve, their original solitude, unity, and nakedness, and what those all mean, um, and how it was so beautiful at the very beginning, um, their bond, their love, and, and, and participating in the inner life of the Trinity in God. Um, so he forms a basis of, first of all, God creating us in his image and likeness. I also focus on God's plan for marriage, and another term that John Paul II uses is um, the spousal meaning of the body, how our body uh, is has the power to express love. And when we express love and give that gift of ourselves, we're actually fulfilling the meaning of our existence is to love. And also um, how the family is this communion of persons of giving and receiving of love, an image of the Trinity. So that's basically session two, which I call our origin. Okay. So if, uh, if, if you had two takeaways that you want me to to uh, receive and, and uh, as a result of module two, what would they be? Well, first of all, that um, just the knowledge of what John Paul II was trying to show about how um, God created us as persons different from animals, um, because he gave that task to Adam to name the animals. And okay. in naming the animals, that first person, Adam, um, realized he was different from the animals and it was his body that differentiated him from the animals. But not only that, he, um, he had a, a unique relationship with God. Uh, this love relationship was a unique and unrepeatable relationship with God and that God had given him free will okay. to make choices. So uh, that's just my, my understanding then of, of myself uh, relative to the animal world and my relationship with, with the Lord. Okay. Yes. Uh, another takeaway would be what? Well, that, uh, what he calls, he called that original solitude. Uh, and then original unity was um, that God said that it was not good for Adam to be alone and that he uh, wanted to make a helper suitable for him. And in doing so, he was basically almost saying, you know, uh, the Trinity itself is not alone there's this giving and receiving of love. And so Adam, it wasn't right for Adam to be alone. So he created Eve from Adam. Um, and, it, and Adam's receiving of Eve, the joy of seeing another body that expressed a person. Uh, Adam came to the point where he says, I know I'm, you know, I know I'm a person different from the animals. Um, I'm superior to the animals. I cultivate the ground, but now, now, you know, God has, given Adam another person to be a helper. And so Adam receives Eve as a helper and knows that he's meant to be a mutual gift. They're meant to be a mutual gift for each other. Okay. So, which opens up the, the whole concept of relationship and- Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. And, yeah. I'm ready to move on. And even in our catechism, it says, uh, what John Paul II uses the term communion of persons. Um, Man and woman were, were made for, for each other, not that God left them half made and incomplete. He created them to be a communion of persons in which each can be a helpmate to the other for they are equal as persons and complementary as masculine and feminine. So this whole idea that Adam and Eve, first of all, had a human nature and they both were made in God's image and were filled with the Holy Spirit, but their bodies expressed that they were persons. Um, the body that was united to their soul, 
you know, so they are not, they are spiritualized bodies. Uh, so that was what that focuses on that original unity that um, Adam and Eve were mutual gifts for each other. Okay. That's what yeah. God's purpose was for them to be mutual gifts. Okay. All right. Module three. Okay. Um, module three, I focus now going beyond the beautiful, um, beautiful situation where Adam and Eve are in the garden of Eden and um, are having this beautiful loving relationship between themselves. Everything is, there's no um, disharmony within themselves or between themselves or between God or between them and the earth. Um, and they knew this because, you know, um, they knew they were meant to be a gift, to be a total gift for each other. They didn't, that one part that we didn't mention in the last module was the fact that they had original nakedness. And that original nakedness was that um, they didn't see each other as objects, as you mentioned in our previous session. They, there was no shame. They didn't see, had that fear before each other. So I jump into session three and I focus more on what happens. What made them, um, you know, cover themselves? Origin, what was original sin like? And how, how the Pope brings in, um, re reflects on scripture about what happened. They covered themselves um, they had fear before each other and fear before God. So I, I cover that. What does shame mean? What is concupiscence? Concupiscence is that inclination to pull away from God is what happens in with original sin. They turned away from God. They doubted his love. And they and um, so that's part of what happens in uh, right now, too. We carry this effects of original sin within us um that computers is that our heart struggles between love and lust let me, so that's what i cover in session three let me, let me interrupt uh, for a second i uh uh you know i've i've read uh, uh the the genesis creation stories just many 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 times over the years and yeah. her heard it read it uh and mass many times through the years um but uh Two or three years ago, I'm, I'm not sure what book it, uh, it was that I read, but one of Christopher West's books, and, and this was really, I, I understood John Paul's, um, the history of theology of the body and the Wednesday audiences and, and, and so forth, but I'd never really uh, delved into it. And, and as I'm reading uh, Christopher West, this book by Christopher West, um, and he's going through the uh, uh, what you just described, uh, um, the creation story, and um, for the first time, I, it resonated to me in terms of uh, um, offering foundational uh, guidance and instruction about human relationships, and and um, it just I, it just really rocked me. Um, the insight and the brilliance and uh, and the wisdom that uh, that a person can gain from from studying and learning about uh, uh, what you just described, um, mm -hmm. and it it provide it provided me uh, kind of a well a frame of reference against which um, I can kind of assess and evaluate. 
my own relationship mm -hmm. uh, and and learn from that um, uh, going forward. Uh, and and uh, it's so it's one thing uh, to be exposed to some of these concepts. It's another thing to really uh, reflect and internalize and assess um, one's own life utilizing this frame of reference uh, that you're describing. Right. Am, I, am I making any sense to you? Yes, and that I think is what you're saying is the experience of a lot of people. You know, once they read this, you can't help but start looking at your own life and your own relationship if you're married, you know, your relationship with others. Do you encourage that? Do you encourage that or facilitate that in your um, in 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 your modules? Um, what I do is is I present uh, questions as we as I interact with the parents um, and get their feedback. You know, uh, okay. what do they think and what do they think about the creation accounts and what do they think about how do they draw attention to nature to help their children appreciate God's gift of creation? Yes. Very simple, tangible things that they can apply with their children and then other things that they can reflect on in their own family life. Okay, great. I tried it. So it's not all, because it, it can be pretty heady. You know, some of the things that he talks about, these concepts, it's, it's taken me years to even get a little inkling of what they mean. <laughs> Man, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I think as, as a, a teacher, an educator, uh, that's really the challenge. Um, so, uh, okay. Let's keep going. Don't let me slow you down. So we're okay. on to module four. Yes, module four, um, I've titled Theology of the Body, Our History. And again, I'm sort of following along with John Paul II's book, Man and Woman, He Created Them. It's called Theology of the Body. And by the way, it's put out um, by Pauline Press, I believe, Pauline Books and Media, if anybody wanted to get a hold of that book. Okay. Um, we'll, have, we'll cover that in the show notes. Yep. Yes. Okay. And so in this, in this course, I basically talk about um, self-mastery because uh, that's another concept that, that John Paul II talks about. Having self-mastery helps you to love, you know, to be that gift. And then I talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit and um, purity and um, how to keep children safe from pornography. I really get into that a little bit more in depth, as I mentioned before, and sexting, which is which is a practice that is, you know, children can get involved in. So um, can you talk a little bit about self-mastery? Well, um, basically what um, I'll even quote from Theology of the Body uh, in his Wednesday audiences, um, John Paul II says, self-mastery is indispensable in order for man to be able to give himself in order for, for him to become a gift, in order for him to be able to find himself fully through a sincere gift of self. So in order to um, you know, increase in holiness and purity of heart and be a sincere gift to other people, we really need to um, have self-mastery. You know, um, and I focus on some of the virtues to help people become, um, attain that. It's almost like, it, being aware of what your interior life is, you know, be conscious of what your thoughts are and your actions within your heart. And what are your intentions in your relationships? And be aware of what could be bad intentions and sinful intentions. So I, I mentioned also the virtue of temperance. I talk about that. Um, fruits of the Holy Spirit. Again, this is the things that Paul 
uh, John Paul II focuses on in that particular section of his book. Um, in how our body, the human body has dignity and how it has dignity because it expresses our spirit. We express our spirit through our body and because we are a temple of the Holy Spirit. So this particular module focuses a lot on the, the, the Holy Spirit. But also a, just uh, a maturing self-awareness. Right. Um, and also it practically, I, I focus also on um, how we can explain to children about their body, their body being very good and that um, all parts of their body is very good. Uh, so they have a framework to know that, um, that God created them very good. <laughs> and, um, and it's so important because, um, you know, again, the world does things to expose children sometimes to the fact that, you know, their body isn't good or their body could be abused, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So again, I get into talking to parents about, you know, what they can say to children about their body um, and how to keep their children safe from pornography. And, and sexting, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Okay, um, okay, let's keep going. Okay, uh, session five. Um, again, I, I, it's titled Theology of the Body, Our Destiny. And uh, this is the section of the post book where he talks about um, a destiny being heaven, you know, the resurrection of the body, our body is united um, to our soul. And uh, I reference some of his terms, um, spiritualization of the body, divinization, communion of saints, and talking to children, you know, about all this. How do we talk to our children about, you know, heaven? But mostly uh, the Pope mentions that, um, again, he's, he's, he's focusing on marriage too. Um, what was marriage at the beginning? God's, God's um, thoughts about what marriage is, union between a man and a woman, and how marriage won't exist, earthly marriage won't exist in heaven. Um, because there won't be any need for marriage in heaven, uh, because heaven or marriage on earth is meant to be a sign of that marriage or that union that we'll have with God in heaven. So, um, so that's a really, and, and uh, the Pope reflects on, again, scripture, what Christ says to the Sadducees about the resurrection um, and the re reason why there won't be any um, um, marriage in heaven. So I'll, I get a little bit more involved in that. And I talk about um, what our bodies will be like, our glorious bodies in heaven. <laughs> it's all plus, really hopeful things, you know. Um, and, um, and divine mercy. One of the things that I mentioned in that particular section is about God's mercy. Okay. And again, you're, uh, you're, you're, you're sharing this information with adults, parents, for their own use, but also to better enable them to turn around and, and teach and guide their own children. So yeah, absolutely. And yeah. also um, to share prayers. Um, many parents know, know a lot of these prayers, like the guardian angel prayer, and um, also the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. And um, that's what I try to incorporate throughout my the, the sessions is the practice of Lexa Divina. We start off with each session doing Alexa Divina prayer, a spiritual reading and what God might be trying to share with each person. Can we, can we take a second, a second, can you uh, um, give a, uh, like a two minute lecture on what Lexio is? Um, yes, basically is um, Lexio has different parts and what I primarily cover in the class is the part where we do the reading, where I will pull out 
um, verses from the Bible. For instance, um, this particular session, I pulled out Luke 6, where it talks about um, loving your enemies and doing good to those who hate you. And I read this a few times very slowly. And I also offer this for parents to read along with me because I know some people absorb like me better if you're reading it versus listening to it. And I ask a question like, take a few minutes now to reflect in silence on one or more of these questions. So what word or words in this passage caught your attention? Um, Lexa Divina uh, sort of draws you into a scripture passage. And so what a part of this passage stuck out at you? Was there a word, was there a phrase that resonated with you? Um, and then what part of it comforted you? And then I invite people if they want to, share maybe what that word was and what that mean what meant to them so that's called meditation it's first reading and then meditation and then Lexa Davina goes further um where you can I invite them when they go home to to follow further on how it can apply to their life you know um and what you know um having that conversation continuing that conversation with God based on what they drew from that reading you know, what those words were saying to them and what God might be saying to them. And in that conversation between God about that, it could be thanking God or praising God or, or, you know, whatever it might be. And then, um, and then they could read it again if they want, or then say, okay, what will I do with this in my life? How does this apply now in my life this week? So um, this is a brief summary of Lexa Divina, but. No, that's, that's great. Uh, you, so you, you build uh, into your modules. You build Lexio uh, uh, into the into that agenda. Yes. Each module. Yes. And yes, at the beginning, yeah. Would mm -hmm. would you uh, would you be recommending that parents uh, uh, use Lexio in their home, uh, incorporating their children in that process? I, yes, I I uh, did read that there are resources out there that a parent could do that, but I invite. Um, because it's, this is very new to me too, practicing Lexio and okay. learning, learning it is, is I invite them to just do it themselves. Like take, you know, 10, 15 minutes out of their day. And, um, they, there are, there are, uh, like there's an app it's, it's called divine mercy. Uh, or let me see. I have it right here. I think where they can actually listen to someone do that reading and actually read that reading on their phone. Okay. And it guides them through focusing on that. Through the process. What is it okay. But okay. the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops also um, can send them daily emails where they can actually read um, the readings the of the daily scriptures. Then, yeah. 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 Okay. I didn't, I don't want to slow you up. We're on to number six. Um, yes, number six, what I do is I focus on the sacrament of marriage. Um, what is the sacrament of matrimony is, um, how it's meant to image Christ's love for the church. Christ is the bridegroom. Um, the church is, is the bride. I actually focus on the wedding vows, which is really what's sort of beautiful. Um, when you really know what our church, it, what they, those wedding vows represent. Then I, I focus also on the language of the body, which is a term that John Paul II says that um, our bodies uh, are meant to speak truthfully and what we do with our bodies, not only what we say, but what we do with our bodies and how a spouse's bodies speak that language and truth through their marital embrace, 
through that loving union between themselves and how that is meant to be a total receiving and giving of a gift. Uh, I also focus on what the difference between natural family planning and contraception and uh, what resources there are for reproductive health care um, if people are struggling with infertility um, or miscarriage and what there is that Catholic Church offers. And then also um, sacramental grace, the grace that we have through our sacrament of marriage um, that is, um, yes. again, it incorporate a little bit of our church teaching, a little bit of theology of the body, and hopefully some other resources that it, it spouses and their families. Um, tremendous, tremendous. Yeah. Okay, next one. Okay, so that was session yeah. six. Yeah. Uh, in session seven, I, um, this is a, this was a fun one. I actually get into talking about um, the sanctity of human life, sanctity of human life rather. And um, I look at Bible verses like Psalm 139 about how God formed us in his inmost being. And, and then some of the things to help parents teach the children about the goodness and sanctity of life. Um, for instance, Heritage House puts out these cute little precious babies uh, and precious feet pins and um and trusting that that god has a plan for family life god has a plan for each one of us um jeremiah 29 talks about that for i know well the plans i have in mind for you um and then i look at the holy family you know uh the relationship between joseph and mary and jesus and the holy family and how we can what occasions we can what occasions there are that we should trust in god's love and providence Again, this is this whole module talks about hope and trust. I look at um, what parents can do in praising the children, how they can help them uh, in learning how to forgive each other. Um, and then lastly, I focus on the relationship between mother and daughter and also father and son, and then father, daughter, mother, son relationship. Oh man. So that's a fun one. I love this particular module because it gets really into family life and what can help with yes. rituals yes. and things like that to build the yes. love and yes. relationship. Very good, very good. What's next? Okay, and session eight, um, I focus on, uh, it's called Living a Virtuous Life. Uh, what resources that can help parents teach their children about uh, like the catechism. I yeah. offer like a Catholic catechism for educating your children, how they can help their children with self-control, what to do if they children experience sexual advances by uh, another person or a, or a friend or adult. And um, and then I have exercises also I didn't mention besides questions, I do exercises in each of the modules. Um, for example, uh, in one exercise, I talk about what are ways that a parent can teach a child to respect others. Uh, another question is what are inappropriate behaviors between friends of the opposite sex? Uh, what is the right age for a child to have a boyfriend or girlfriend? You know, things like that that parents think about. And then also I talk about that final journey to heaven. Um, and the remaining part of that last module is I go through a lot of different prayers, different ways of praying, um, you know, in the family life, um, the morning offering, um, what kind of things that we get through books or apps on our phones, um, but, um, um, you know, using the holy name of Jesus. And also and, uh, the resources I have in each module focus on um, two, like where can a family can go to take trips to shrines in, in central New York or, you know, nearby and um, 
you know, uh, what is the right age to talk to children about different topics, things like that. So, well, I'm, I'm struck by um, a wonderful combination of um, kind of abstract conceptual content and very practical um, strategies and, and actions parents can take. And, uh, and it sounds like the, the structure of the sessions really are, are very, uh, though you share information, the sessions I gather are very interactive um, with activities and questions and reflections and, and they really uh, encourage discussion, huh? Yes, because um, parents in, in have so much to offer to each other you know, their experiences, um, yes. they learn from each other, um, you know, what they find. And, and I think it's, it's comforting to know that you're not alone. <laughs> and yes. that you're also struggling maybe in this area or, um, but also to know that the whole purpose that I wanted to, to do this program too, is to, to know that they're not alone, because God's always with them. Okay. They're never ever alone, and that they can, they can bank on our Lord to help them in situations. Um, but yes, the interaction between them, I, it's, it's just wonderful what I've learned from parents and, and what they learn from each other and the support they give each other. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. So uh, as, as, as we wind down here on our, our session, um, you're interested in, in, in um, providing programming, teaching uh, uh, on theology of the body, parents or parishes schools, um, whatever. And, uh, and you're looking for opportunities to do that. And, and um, I would encourage uh, uh, people to pay attention to that. You're, you, you're, you're a tremendous resource and guide. And I, I think what you're doing is absolutely wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you, so, Bob. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so we'll, we'll include some of the resources you've mentioned in the show notes. Um, this, uh, this is our second of, uh, I think we, the original, the original contract we had, which really was no contract discussion uh, was for, for eight sessions uh, and they're turning out to be uh, uh, Theology of the Body Thursday. So um, we look forward to the next one. Yeah, any closing thoughts you wanna offer uh, Sharon? No, I feel honored to be part of you know your program and to be able to share this and and uh, and I thank you very much for that. You know, no, that's great. That's great. It's a new brand. Yeah. Well, best wishes, and we'll, we'll talk soon. Very good. Have a great day. Thanks so much. Bye bye. We are grateful that you joined us today for another episode of the Mission Revive podcast. We humbly ask for your prayers as we continue in the mission entrusted to us to evangelize and revive hearts with Jesus. We would also ask that you prayerfully consider becoming a sponsor of this podcast or making a financial contribution to support this growing ministry. You can do this by visiting our website at revivehopeandhealing.com or through our Revive Hope and Healing Ministries patron page. We cannot do this without you. Thank you.